Here we go on the County 10 Sports Podcast. Back at you again as we preview the upcoming week of Fremont County Sports. Jared Anderson is my name. Wyatt Baridjka is your name. How's it going, Wyatt? I'm doing good, Jared. How about you? I'm good as well. Our guest on the show today, coming up in just a few moments, is the, uh, I mean, I guess he's kind of the owner of YOPreps.com. He's the main contributor at YOPreps. David Settle, he's also the voice of the Laramie Plainsman. Yeah, it's going to be a good episode i'm glad uh, we get to talk to him and what a way to start uh, this podcast off we had patrick last week from wyoming dash football and now we got wyo preps on this week what a start jared i think it's uh, a lot of fun to hear these guys that have been covering wyoming high school sports for a long time do some season previews obviously we're looking ahead to week one so we still don't know a lot and as this continues, we are going to transition more into focusing on some Fremont County uh, guests of interest. But really, there haven't been a lot of games to focus on so far. So we don't know exactly where the storylines are. So we thought we'd bring on some statewide guests and just get kind of the previews. Yeah. And, you know, with David, we're going to be able to talk about more sports this week, volleyball and football of course we'll obviously have that in the conversation but just the other sports just because of what wyo preps does they do everything for every sport in the state depending on when you are listening to this we are recording on a thursday morning there is a thursday football game with shoshone at pine bluffs that's a big one and you'll remember 1a9 man fans that's a rematch of last year's state championship that wyatt and i got to do yeah that was fun and that's kind of a cool way to start the year just kind of having a chance to redeem that state championship loss and it's i think going to be a great test for shoshone to start their season what's their team looking like heading into the new year after losing a big senior class I've been previewing the Cody Bronx because that's Riverton's opponent and talking with some of the Cody folks, they've had such a rivalry with Star Valley through the years because those two teams obviously have been very good and there's no real geographical rivalry to those two schools, but just because of the magnitude of their matchups, their rivals, it's been the same thing the last few years with Shoshone and Pine Bluffs. They've just been so good that they're really under each other's skin. It's obviously a new year. They lost a ton of seniors, but that should be a really interesting one. So like I said, depending on when you're actually listening to this, that game may be concluded or may still be to come, but uh, I'm really intrigued to see what happens there. Yeah, same here, and if you want to get the results, we have a football scoreboard that you can check out at county 10 come under the sports section and we'll also have updates on twitter or x however people call it i mean it's still either twitter i can't or, call it x. I, I, I don't know how to call it i just say both just to please both sides of the audience i'm so frustrated <laughs> with what twitter's become and it's not political at all i just see so much stuff that i don't follow anymore so uh yeah check us out on x i guess as the kids are saying uh, your Friday football schedule, Wyoming Indian will be in action for a 4 o'clock kickoff. This is a home game for the Chiefs in Ethody as Guernsey Sunrise comes to town. Always interesting to see what Wyoming Indian brings to the well, table. Well, last year, if you recall, Wyoming Indian defeated Guernsey at Guernsey. First varsity win. That's not been a forfeit in, hmm. I think, a very long time for this team. So it'll be interesting. I keep saying it'll be interesting, but really it. Can they make it two in a row to back-to-back years? I think that's just kind of the story of we don't know a lot about any of these teams yet, so I'm interested to find out. I'm interested to get actual game action going. You have a 6 o'clock kickoff tomorrow with your Lander Tigers. They are home for the first time this early season, taking on the Green River Wolves. 
And on paper, at least, this is, we'll use it again, an interesting matchup. I think it's comparatively the two teams. It could be going either way. Um, you know, Lander's kind of dominated the last few years against the Wolves, but again, these two teams having a new coach, new system, new <laughs> everything kind of in place. So which new coaching reign will get the victory? That's really the question of Friday's game against Lander in Green River at Bill Bush Stadium. Do you think that Lander's opener against Cody was a good indicator of what to expect from this team because it feels like anybody who plays Cody is just going to be so skewed perceptually. <laughs> I I don't think so. Cody's on a different level. Uh, I think it's really Cody and Star Valley are the two teams that are just up there. They just dominate. And um, Lander wanted to make this a game. Let's just clarify that they they wanted a game they didn't want to scrimmage they want to see where they are and um you know everybody's kind of learning this offense with lander which it's flex bone offense but it's kind of ran like air force army navy sometimes that's a hard offense to learn just because of what all can be done it's an option offense you got to keep it sometimes you give it off sometimes you have to run sometimes the pass comes when you don't expect it so it's a tough offense to learn but what can they take from Cody and apply it to this week? Um, you'll hear it on our pregame show if you tune into the Porter's Tailgate show on YouTube. And I talk with Jim Bird about that. 5.30 for your pregame coverage. The Porter's Tailgate show takes over. You can hear Wyatt preview that one and then kick off 6 o'clock from Bill Bush Memorial Stadium in Lander. Speaking of those Cody Bronx. I was going to say, you have, uh, you have Cody this week. That's your second-ranked team, but... I thought I want. I just want to say I was kind of surprised of how well Riverton was able to get off. Obviously, they didn't win, but just kind of how they roll things going 350 yards passing was ridiculous. It felt really good, and I know that Coach Lenhart came up and said basically, and I'm summarizing. There's not a lot of moral victories that he's rooting for, but it was nice to see Riverton a lot more competitive against the tough Powell team this year. And Coach Lenhart said he just wanted to battle for 48 minutes. He wanted to uh, not have his team give up. They didn't give up. They rallied in the fourth quarter, put together a couple touchdown drives. They really had the foot on the gas and flew around with enthusiasm for the whole game, which I think was just different from some of the more uh, past Riverton teams that we've seen. Yeah, now we'll see the maybe the conditioning aspect of this game just because of the Cody offense and how – ridiculously fast they were i don't know if, if you tuned in it seemed like i think jim burton said five plays in under a minute it felt like it was just it's just go 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 so conditioning i think will be a thing jerry but what else do you think is going to be a factor i've watched a lot of football through my years at all different levels wyoming's going to see a really well-known fast run and gun offense on saturday when texas tech comes to laramie i don't know especially at the high school level if i've seen anything like what i saw from cody you follow cody you followed 3a football longer than i have how many 4a teams could cody beat i don't know um i honestly i can't say just because they haven't played them you can't really put a i think it's several pinpoint i think they can beat some teams yes but what about those like cop like Cheyenne shared in yeah. Thunder Base and like what about those teams they would have to play if they were in that 4A rank so maybe not but I bet they could beat at least half a 4A 
Well, you never know until they play them. Which might not ever happen. So I think we should organize that. I do think it is going to be a really exciting season for Riverton football, and I they've got uh, an uphill battle. Everybody that plays Cody and Star Valley this year are going to have an uphill battle. But uh, there's a lot of fun returners on this Riverton team, and there's some playmakers. They've got a great one-two combo at wide receiver with Ty Sheets and uh, Nick McIntosh. They combined, I think, for 21 catches last week. Uh, the Salts Gaver duo come in, Jordan May out of the backfield. I'm really looking forward to seeing more Riverton football. You can join Scott Fuller and I for that broadcast. 6.30 on Friday night, 105.1 Jack FM has the radio coverage. And, of course, you can watch both Riverton and Lander football on County Tans YouTube. A couple of Saturday games we're looking ahead to as well. Dubois takes on Hewlett at 10 Sleep, and Wind River picked up a game after they had a cancellation. They'll go to Campbell County and play the Campbell County Junior Varsity. Yeah, it's unfortunate when River doesn't get a home game out of it, but they get to play week one after Randy Tucker reported the news, and that's what the head coach, Roger Frederick, said. He's like, it's unfortunate about the home loss, but they get an extra game, and they get to play eight games this season, so good for Wind River to get get a game, and shout-out to Campbell County for willing to take them on. Definitely. Any other storylines you're looking forward to? We have a full slate of fall activities. I know there's a lot of volleyball, cross country, and golf happening this weekend as well. Uh, any other big stories from Fremont County sports? Just see, you know, Dubois gets to play locally there at Wyoming Indian Wind River Invite. That's going to be a ton of volleyball games happening and all four. There's four, three locations, four courts. So you check out the volleyball schedule for locations and times on that. And, you know, swimming too. They're in their second week. The Lady Tigers had a pretty good showing at the pentathlon as well as the relays. And the Lady Tigers, I believe, won the relay. So um, we'll see how they're season develops in just week two and then another thing jared that golf might be done by the time we get to the football games but how does lander kind of redeem the buffalo state tournament last year i know that was something when i talked with owen sweeney and mike watson they were kind of looking forward to just kind of get kind of redeem last year's performance definitely looking forward to it all you can follow along at county10.com for results and of course we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast the county 10 sports podcast why it's been making the rounds he does every week with all the lander tiger teams i was fortunate to get to catch up with some riverton volleyball seniors and their new head coach justin taylor and you can find those conversations by subscribing to the County 10 Sports Podcast. David Settle from yopreps.com is our guest, and he joins us next. County10.com has been and continues to be Fremont County's trusted source for digital news content. From crime and court reporting to local events and community fundraisers, County10 strives to connect the Fremont County community. We've also renewed our focus on covering local sports. Catch every Riverton High School and Lander Valley High School game, as well as other select Fremont County games streaming in high-definition video all season long at County10.com. County10 community connected we are back on the county 10 sports podcast jared anderson wyatt baridjka here with you and we go to the phone to chat with our distinguished guest of the week from yopreps.com he's the yopreps manager and the voice of the laramie plainsman as well david settle is with us from kowb laramie david how are you 
I'm doing well. Thanks for the invitation, guy. Absolutely. Uh, Wyatt and I have been talking, and I know we had zero week, and you've been covering a few things, but it feels like you wait and you wait all summer, and then finally everything's here at once. Is this just kind of a whirlwind of a week or last couple of weeks for you? It really has been, guys. It's one of those situations where, you know, you kind of get into a little bit of a rhythm and pattern that's a little slower during the summer because you got Legion baseball going on, a few other activities going on. And, you know, it's a time for me to spend a a little bit more time with my family. And then uh, this year, baseball went a little longer. Uh, You know, I mean, when you have a regional tournament in your state uh, for three straight years, that that draws out it. And then when you add a team going to the World Series for the first time, and then all of a sudden that smack dab ran right up against golf and tennis. And then I was like, holy cow. And then I went on my preseason football tour, and then I was like, wow, okay, we're ready to go. And last week was a blur. I can't tell you what I did from uh, day to day last week and into this week because I've still been very, very busy. But I love it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it, guys, honestly. Let's talk real quick about that World Series because that was the first time that a Wyoming team was actually represented at that World Series tournament, from just kind of your perspective, how big was that to see a team to be able to be competing at a national level like that? I think it's absolutely huge for this state. I think this state's been overlooked in terms of American Legion baseball for years, but I think you've started to see in the last 10 to 15 years teams getting a little more respect, but it doesn't happen necessarily overnight because I still see teams that go out of state to various tournaments and they'll beat teams, and you're sitting there going, how in the world is this happening when they beat up on each other in the state, but they go and they'll surprise some majorly known program out of state? And I think it's because, well, I mean, it's a lack of respect, guys. So I thought that was huge. I think the fact that Cheyenne struggled in their first game against one of the two teams that was back at this year's Legion World Series, one of the two returners, and uh, actually there were both those happened to be in their pool it was just a tough pool that Cheyenne drew into this year. If it's another year, maybe they've got a, a different type of pool. But you get no hit by League City, Texas, who was one of the two teams back. And then you find a way to get a victory against the very game main team. Then you got to play the defending champs. And you find a way to come back and beat them late. They were the other team that was back. For them to be one of the final four teams playing in this country in the American Legion World Series, absolutely fantastic and absolutely enormous. And I've heard a couple of coaches say this, and I agree with it. I still think Wyoming is one of the best American Legion baseball states in the country. I want to go uh, personal here on you, David Settle. Uh, we know you're with Wyo Preps and know that's your responsibility throughout the, the year, basically. But what can we expect from you? Are you back with the Plainsmen? Are you doing cowgirl basketball? Are you just all over the place again this year? I am a bit all over the place again this year, but my primary responsibility, I am back full-time with Laramie High School football. I will not be, for the first time in 24 seasons, doing Laramie High School basketball. I've accepted the full-time post as the voice of the Wyoming Cowgirls. Uh, For folks and fans that may not know, they made a little change uh, right there towards the end of the football season, early in the basketball season. I was very thankful to uh, the folks at Learfield and the University of Wyoming who gave me that opportunity to uh, do the rest of the Cowgirl season last year. I had an absolute blast uh, during the offseason. I was approached about taking on that job full-time. I talked things over with my family, 
my boss, uh, you know, a couple other things, and I decided to take it. So I'm not doing high school basketball play-by-play full-time. That doesn't mean that I won't be covering here every now and then, but uh, full-time I won't be doing high school basketball for the first time since, gosh, got to go back to my first year was the 99-2000 season, and I've been the voice of Lummi High School basketball since that time, but uh, I will not be calling basketball just the voice of the Cowgirls this year, Eric. What is maybe one of your favorite parts about being able to do the Cowgirls team from last season, but also this year now? Uh, you know, I think it's just the, the atmosphere that stems from the coaching staff to the players. They're just so fun to be around, and the young ladies are so very well respectful, put in a ton of time and effort, more than I think any of us, even as broadcasters, but especially fans, realize. And they're so, such great young women to be around. They really are fantastic student-athletes. They take the student-athlete piece very seriously. But this is a hungry, competitive group, and that actually feeds to kind of my personality, so to speak. I'm, a, I'm more of an introvert, which is strange when you're talking about a guy who's been in media and radio for a long, long time. But I'm still more introverted. I will tell that to everybody. But um, I'm also a very competitive person. I hate when my teams lose. I love when my teams win. Uh, I guess I approach it more from a fan perspective in that regard. But I'm very passionate in what I get to do. And to see that passion come through in those young women and that coaching staff and to have great people to work with, uh, that's probably the best part of it. Uh, I will tell you one thing, guys, last year that I had to get used to, and I did as the season went along, is the travel and the day-to-day and what you got to do to balance the schedule. You would not believe believe me when I tell you the type of work I was doing for Wild Prep on bus rides, airplanes, uh, in hotel rooms uh, till the wee hours of the morning, just trying to make sure that I was getting my day-to-day job done but still having fun with the Cowgirls at the same time. It was a blast, but me stepping away from high school basketball and just focusing on the Cowgirls full-time will – Help me a uh, it helps ease that schedule a little bit more this year well as uh, a cowgirl fan i'm looking forward to hearing you all season long so excited for that let's turn the page to high school football it's uh, week one coming up here we're previewing that uh, i'll just kind of lob an, a, a generic question out there to you is there a team regardless of class that you're excited for watching this year where's in your opinion the best story to watch in wyoming high school football Oh, geez, Jared, that is a great question. I, you know, if, if there's one storyline I'm really curious about, it is the Mountain View Buffaloes. And I'll tell you exactly why. In Class 2A, and that is and, – and, and I could pick a couple of different teams, but I'm focusing on Mountain View because they've had such a great tradition out there. They won a couple titles not that long ago. What was it? I think 17 and 19, I want to say. Um but then they've had a couple of really difficult years the last couple, and injuries have played a huge role. Uh, they did get to the playoffs last year. I actually watched that game because I was on my way to do a playoff game between Sheridan and Laramie. We stopped and watched a little bit of the Bighorn Mountain View first-round playoff game. Um, but they lost a couple of guys, but they do have a good quarterback. I'm curious to see if they can stay healthy and kind of make that next step because it seems like a lot of people have high expectations of Mountain View. They're usually in the mix in 2A, but they're usually towards the top, not maybe kind of the middle tier. Two seasons ago, 
they really fell off, I think, by like their third or fourth team, and they were down to like their fourth or fifth string quarterback because of various injuries and things. So I'm, I'm curious about that. Um, Big Piney, year two and nine man. Uh, there's a great program, couple programs in nine man in that West Conference. I, I think about Shoshone and what they've done the last two seasons, and I know we're going to talk about them. Wind River is right there. I, I like what Coach Frederick's doing. Uh, Rocky Mountain's been up there. Uh, in the first few seasons of nine-man football. But I'm curious as to how Big Piney, a lot of expectations with that group. How does Coach Moffitt's group look? So I'll give you those two right there. Those are kind of some interesting storylines. I'm just following kind of behind the scenes. Obviously, because I'm still the voice of the Plainsman, I follow 4A maybe a little bit closer. But uh, given the position I'm in, I've really widened my scope out quite a bit. And uh, doing the preseason tours the last three falls, and I even do them in basketball, and, I, and my plan is to still do it in basketball this year. Uh, that I, I love getting out and talking with the coaches and student-athletes before the season, and, and I love doing those tours. But those would be two for you. I, I, I'm curious about Big Piney and Nightman and uh, Mountain View and 2A this year. You kind of lead into the next question I was thinking about, David, but you, like you said, you went on the tour, and you kind of focused more on the southwest side of things this year. What was one team that – maybe you kind of had expectations going into the season, but after kind of going into that school, what team maybe you're surprised and have different expectations for now? I would, I would give you two and it was Southeast. Uh, sorry, Wyatt Southeast. I stay closer to home. Sorry uh, for folks. I, 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 or, I yeah, Southeast. Sorry. <laughs> I do pick spots in the state and I kind of try to rotate and, and I've gone to pretty much every spot from Southwest to Northwest to Northeast. The only spot I hadn't done, and I even went central last year because I was up in your guys' neck of the woods for basketball last uh, uh, late November, early December. Uh, I decided, all right, the one spot I haven't done is, is the southeast corner. Now, they do get a little bit more publicity from time to time, but uh, I, I really have tried to balance that out. I would say two teams, both in the same class. It's nine-man football, so it does impact the likes of Wind River and Shoshone and your listening audience uh, uh, and, and some of those teams out west, it was mentioned Big Piney and, and Rocky Mountain there, but Southeast and Lingle Fort Laramie. There's a lot of expectations with Lingle Fort Laramie. They've got two really terrific athletes that can help you out a lot in Nyman, but they don't have a very big team overall. Their numbers are down, and it's not from a lack of interest or anything because they're coming off a pretty solid year last year, and they got to the playoffs. It's just kind of, uh, as Coach Gifford and Lingle and I talked about, it's just a cycle sometimes where you have a smaller class sizes and a smaller number of boys to draw from. That's kind of the case. And so I'm curious as to see the impact of less numbers on that team versus some of the higher expectations because they were fifth in our preseason rankings and they're fifth again this week in the, uh, the, the, the second poll for week one of the season. The other is just down the road in Yoder, and that's southeast. They've got a big team. Coach Bullington was telling me 22, 23 guys. They did lose a couple key guys, but because of their numbers and they've got a returning starting quarterback back who's in his second year and just a junior, I look for some really good things out of the Southeast Cyclones. So those would be two that I did get a chance to stop at that would be a little bit interesting to see which way their seasons go because the numbers game at Lingle and then a better numbers game at Southeast, and they actually had a uh, family move in. They they got a, a number of children. One is old enough that he's playing high school football. But I, I think they've got some they've got some guys on that southeast team that I think southeast might surprise some people with how good they may be this year. 
David Settle again, yopreps.com manager, voice of the Laramie Plainsman, the Wyoming Cowgirls basketball team, our guest. Uh, David, Wyatt is covering Lander this year. I get to cover Riverton, so we're interested in 3A. It's been the Cody Star Valley show, and looks like it could be again this year. Uh, do you see anybody else competing with Cody and Star Valley this year? Frankly, no. Uh, I hate to say it. Uh, I think Jackson's dropped back to the pack a little bit, uh, although Coach White might disagree with me out there in Jackson. I think they've got some guys to work with, but they're not quite as good as they were, say, three, four seasons ago when they got to the title game back-to-back against Cody. Um, Douglas is going to be intriguing, but they lost some pretty good players off that senior class last year. I think about uh, Ewing, a couple other key guys, they lost Jackson Hughes in particular at Douglas. But Douglas still right now rules the roost until somebody can knock him off in that 3A East. Buffalo is an intriguing team to me. Um, they've got some guys coming back. Uh, I think some of their players feel a little bit slighted in terms of where they've been picked below Douglas. Um, you know, I could see that the Bison may be challenging. But right now, until somebody can step up, with the depth and the execution that we've seen out of both Cody and Star Valley in the last basically decade, I don't know if anybody else can challenge them. Because even, I, I, you know, look at how good some of the teams were at Jackson for those back-to-back runs, but they ended up falling short to Cody in the championship game. Uh, some of these teams will reach the semifinals and look good. I, I, I think of how good Powell's been. Worland was pretty good last year. I've seen some good things out of uh, Lander. Buffalo does this, but none of these teams can seem to get past the past the big two. I will say, um, interesting start for Lander. That was just a tough draw, and for Riverton, both actually up there in Fremont County, to draw two really good, solid programs in Cody and Powell and have to play them first week out. Uh, that was not a necessarily good thing in week zero, but you schedule those games as kind of crossovers. I I don't know how you guys feel, Wyatt and Jared, but I like to. If I'm a coach, I like to get my team tested early just to, to give me a sense. Now, some teams, and I did talk with uh, on the preseason tour, Jay Rose at Douglas. Uh, he said, you know, we've had a lot of zero-week games and or scrimmages. We decided not to this year because we, we want to keep our guys fresh and ready for this week one game where they're hosting Jackson this week. Um, but that's, that's that double-edged sword because you don't have as much time to prepare for a season, especially week zero game in 3A as you do in 4A, because 4A gets that extra week ahead. But uh, that was a tough draw. I, I honestly don't see anybody right now challenging those two. If I had to tab a team, I'd say Powell in the west, Buffalo in the east, and uh, Douglas is still always going to be a factor. Kind of sticking locally here, David. You know, Fremont County has seen – some football success with Shoshone at least the last couple of seasons making it to the state title game. Dubois has kind of been usually getting high up, and this is kind of the year we think that Dubois might be able to make that jump. Do you see a team in Fremont County or a couple of teams in Fremont County that might have a legitimate shot going to Laramie this fall? I would say Dubois for sure does. Um, Wind River, yes. Shoshone, that's going to be interesting. They've had that talented senior class that just graduated came through. They got the back-to-back title games, won one, lost one. Uh, I'm, but some of those games were blowouts. And that's what I think I, I think people might be overlooking with Shoshone. 
quiet is because everybody's looking at it going, well, they lost that great senior class, which they did. Don't get me wrong. And, and I think that factors in. But you had a lot of those kids get some experience playing other teams' full-fledged varsities because it was a blowout game. And I think that can help establish your program's foundation and if you continue to build upon that. And I expect Coach Trumpler and his staff to do just that. So I don't think Shoshone's going away. Do I see them having the success of getting to Laramie? I think there's too many really good teams. I think Shoshone's going to compete, though, in that West. They'll be in the mix. Uh, but I do feel like the two powers out West are Big Piney and Wind River. I, I like what Coach Frederick's got. I think they've got a little bit more back than Shoshone. But that's going to be an interesting rivalry matchup there when they match up this season. Um, so Wind River and Shoshone will be in the mix. Uh, but I, I, I like Wind River just a little bit with their odds of getting to Laramie over Shoshone this year. But who's to say, again, I talked about that base with Coach Trumpler. And then Dubois, everybody's been pointing to this year for Dubois. This is that talented class that's been coming up through the ranks. Everybody knows Wyatt Trembley and what he can do. He can put up monster numbers uh, game in and game out. The uh, question is, is can Dubois get over the hump against the likes of Little Snake River? And Jack Cobb's team lost some big-time talent in bags, but everybody is chasing the Rattlers. Dubois has as good a shot, and I'm actually going to see them next weekend because my plan is to go to that game in bags next Saturday uh, between the Rams and the Rattlers. Uh, there's going to be a lot of teams gunning for the Rattlers, but they're going to have to come with their A game to knock a team off like that. And I'll be the first to tell you, I talked with Coach Cobb this week, uh, and and he knows that they're going to get everybody's best shot, especially winning back-to-back championships. Uh, but they have a great foundation and a great program, and the kids' expectations and knowing what to play or how to play at a high level, that's just uh, filtered down through their program the last several seasons, and they've got a great foundation going there. I do like Dubois, though, to be the chief challenger to Little Snake River here in 2023. All right. So you've got actually – You've got a handful of teams there, Wyatt. Good, uh, exciting news for Fremont County uh, sports fans, David. Uh, we know you're busy looking ahead to another big weekend, so we'll wrap it up, but we'll be checking in often at yopreps.com. We'll be uh, listening on KOWB. You can find those games online as well to listen to the Plainsmen, and uh, can't wait for Cowgirl basketball already. David, thank you for your time, for all you do, and uh, for joining us today. Not a problem, guys. Uh, happy to be a part of it. And it uh, sounds like great things happening up there with you guys and everything that's going on at County 10 in Fremont County. So wish you guys nothing but the best, and hopefully we'll check in down the road. Appreciate it, David. David Settle from yopreps.com joining us this week on the County 10 Sports Podcast. Appreciate David's uh, time. Always fun to hear some of the statewide stories and things that uh, another expert amongst Wyoming High School football are expecting for the season. And we'll have uh, more statewide guests on throughout the course of the season, but we'll start focusing on some other Fremont County guests as well here as we do these regular shows. Yeah, the local stuff, there's some pretty good stuff stories we want to make sure we give them a spotlight as well and uh big thanks to david for talking about the season and wild preps in general i mean we use these sources so much that it's super helpful super beneficial and the fact that they can cover every team in the state is just 
ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And Yo Preps, uh, having been a former Town Square employee, it's basically a two-man show. It's David and Frank Gambino running everything from every corner of the state, which is crazy. So uh, it seems silly to plug them because everybody knows what it is. But uh, don't forget rankings every Wednesday for football and, of course, all the coverage for the other sports as well there. And they've got great archive stats and more Yo Preps. Com. All right, uh, we're looking ahead to our big weekend of football. Of course, Wyatt has uh, Lander Tiger football with Green River coming to town 6 o'clock. Fun to get to play at home for the first time. Yeah, it'll be fun to actually not have to have a long road trip, although I did enjoy the trip to Cody uh, last week. But, you know, get to be home a couple of weeks in a row is going to be nice, just like you guys. Yeah, we get uh, the first two at Wolverine Field this year and a tough Cody Bronx team tonight at 7 o'clock. Also should point out that it is Ron Porter night, basically, at uh, Riverton High School. Ron Porter, the uh, late, longtime Riverton educator and coach, beloved community member who lost his battle with cancer. Uh, recently, it's been what, about a year or two, I think, since Ron passed away, but uh, he's still very much in our memories here in the Riverton community. He'll be inducted into the Riverton High School Athletics Hall of Fame at halftime. We will do our very best to show you all of that on the County 10 YouTube stream as well as air it on 105.1 Jack FM if you're not able to make it. But this feels like basically the entire community of Riverton is going to turn out for this thing and be a part of it at halftime. Ron was also very connected to the Cody community and has a lot of uh, friends and family members from there. So appropriately, they picked the Cody game to recognize him. What a good night, too. That's going to be for you guys. And yes, uh, it'll be on the stream. And, you know, if you miss it, we always have it archived. So if you want to watch the entire game and just in the ceremony in general, we'll have it right there for you guys. Definitely. Looking forward to it. It's a busy weekend of high school sports, not only with football, but as Wyatt mentioned in the onset of the show, there's a lot of volleyball, cross country, girls swimming, golf happening, and Wyatt will be all over it for his County 10 sports updates here on the radio on KOVE as well as coverage at county10.com. We'll give Randy Tucker a shout-out for his articles in advance. He'll have a lot of them this weekend as well. And, of course, Riverton and Lander coverage. Check us out on County 10's YouTube channel or listen on the radio. Wyatt, anything else before we say goodbye this week? I always have to do it. Subscribe to YouTube, all us on Facebook, and as well as county10.com. Without you guys, none of this stuff, the broadcast, the all these updates we do for sports and this podcast wouldn't be possible without you guys. Our thanks to David Settle from yopreps.com joining the show. For Wyatt Baridjka, I'm Jared Anderson. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time for more of the County 10 Sports Podcast.